0: For of Couples Trying To Have Children Amen. Amen. So We Begin Today's We're On The Bottom Where The Mishnah Begins These Are The Precious Ones Or The Hashuv People That She Calls Them from Yerushalayim They Would Actually Escort The Fellow that was bringing the sa'il to Azazel to the mountain, he would get escorted ad sukari shona until the first sukkah, the first station. Eser sukkot ad suk, and there was actually ten sukkot from mirushalayim all the way to the suk, which is the which is the cliff. If you look at the Rashi the she says on the bottom, sukkot asudo or they would make like huts. Ne'adam holchim lagur sham. If they're Yom Kippurim, people will actually camp out there before Yom Kippurim, and they would live there for the Yom Kippur. So what? So when the ish gets to that location, they actually escort them to the next sukkah, the sukkah, the sukkah. And the Mishnah says, Tish'im Ris. Altogether, uh, the distance between Yerushalayim and the cliff where they would throw off the Sayyid uh, al-Azazel is 90 Ris. Now, how much is 90 reis? Sheva'a u'mehsa nechol meal. Which is actually seven and a half ris to a meal. So therefore, if you do the math, it should come out to 90 reis. So it's seven and a half into 90. It should be 12. So therefore, it was actually 12 meal from Yerushalayim, according to this opinion, all the way to the Ritzuk. Now, if you look at the top Rashi, that she says 20 reis, how you in Jerusalem? And at Sukkah, Gavavah, Sukkah is like the cliff. And uh, Zakuf kedamin bebeba metzia. I'll tell you, Sukin veNafla. Shvua uMeksar reis, seven and a half reis. To call meal, Harel the 20 In 90 reis, you're gonna have exactly Yudbet meal. Now let's break it up. Let's just review Yudbet meal. It's funny because that was yesterday's uh, mitzvah. Yesterday, we did in the mitzvot uh, the t'hum. So, therefore, now we're getting to uh, yud bet Yudbet meal. And often do you see that uh, concept. Right, one day off. Anyway, uh, so a, a meal is 2,000 amma, which is the rabbinical, we'll call it for us, for the, at least for the Hinuk and the Rambam, is the rabbinical shi'ud of t'hum on sh- of Shabbat. The biblical shi'ud of t'hum on Shabbat is actually yud Bet meal, which is 24,000 amma which would be, uh, I don't know, like 10 miles or something like that. But the point is, we have over here, Tish'imris Yud Bet Mil, Yud Alif Masaot, which actually would be divided into 11 station stops. From Jerusalem going to the uh, to, uh, to Tzuk. Why? From Jerusalem to the first Sukkah is one station stop, and then you got 10 Sukkot. So basically, you have 11 Intervals. Yud Aleph Masa'ot, Mirushalayim from Jerusalem to the first Sukkah, Masa'ihat, Umisukkah le Sukkah, Ad Yud Sukkot, and then from Sukkah to Sukkah until you get to the tenth Sukkah, Tet Masa'ot, another nine Masa'ot, Hare Yud Masa'ot. So therefore you have all together Yud Masa'ot. Now, if you're going to go each Masa' up to the Tum, <coughs> which means up to a meal, up to 2,000 amah, because you can't go more than your t'hum. So therefore, in the cha'orah, you're going to go from Yerushalayim to Sukkari Shona. let's say you want a meal, because that's the maximum you can go. And now you want another nine meal, right, for the other interval, so you have ten meal. Now from the last sukkah to the tzuk, you still have two meal to go, which is more than the t'hum. masa echad masa meal, which is except for the last uh Masa we'll assume it is, that it is two meal. So the Rashish uh, is Look at that. The meal is actually the tomb of Shabbat. Except for the last one, which is actually more than Trom Shabbat, because you're going 4,000 amah from the last sukkah to the tsuk. So they can only actually escort him from the last sukkah one meal, and they stop, and then they watch him from far until he gets to the, uh, to the other one. Now, obviously, the ish the, it the itself, the Mishra can walk. If you hold Tromim anyway, uh, uh, even if you hold the oraita, the Torah allows this guy to go and do his, uh, to do the job. If you say, Toomim is the for sure the rabbis did not hold him uh, to the, the rabbinical law when it came to the mitzvah, the Torah of Azazel. Vero'in it ma'asav, Okay, then he quotes a, a piyut from Rabbi Lazar Azar and in the song that the El Azar the poet wrote, he has a different hashbon of how to do this over there. That's, uh, we could put that on the side. Now, we get to the Mishnah. Every Sukkah, what would they do? They would have over there provisions. Now, I know it's Kippur. But the point is that maybe he's weak and therefore maybe he needs to eat something. So that she says, It's like psychological. You're not going to eat. But when he knows that there's food for him to eat, he's more uh, you know, he's more relaxed. As long as he knows there's food there, so he, he's good. So it's like a kapat bread in the basket. Yeah, <laughs> so then they from sukkah to sukkah, except for the aharon, for the last one, that we said is two meal. He cannot reach the mouth, because it's, it's, it's more than uh, the t'chum. He stands from far, I meaning a meal away. Now, once he gets there, what does he actually do? He would split or divide the red crimson uh, string that he had. that he would tie to the rock. That was on top of the cliff. And the other half was tied between the two horns of the Sa'id. Of the and he would push him from behind. And we'll see why. And then he would just roll down the cliff. he would not even reach half the mountain. Until already he becomes... In all bones, ba lo harona at they let him go back to the Sukkah. even though now he did the mitzvah already. Even though it's now more than once you leave your tomb normally on Shabbat, you are stuck over there. Hadu shovirid they let him return back to the uh, to the sukkah. she says, chozed at which means, when a person uh, leaves uh, uh, his home, he only has two thousand from where he left. And that's so he's stuck for the rest of the Shabbat. But over here, as she says, He's fasting, he's tired. What are you going to make them do over there? You're going to make them stay in the middle of the sun, in the middle of the thing for the to kipur. So they let him go back to a, you know, a sheltered place. Furthermore, he's in the middle of nowhere. Sakana, is in the middle of the desert over there. It's going to get dark outside. He's in the desert alone. So they're he's scared. So they let him go back to the sukkah in order to be in a sheltered place. So we say in the Torah law that the one that sends the Sa'il Azazel. At a certain point is Bigadin become tameim. At what point? So over here it says Meshiyyat Sahu Stohmat Yerushalayim." First opinion says, once he gets out of the walls of Yerushalayim. No. Later on. At the time that he actually pushes them off the, the cliff. So there's a ma'look at what point does the Torah law that says Ramshaya When does that kick in? Gemara. Tanu Bana. Like we looked in the Mishnah. There was 10 Sukkot, there was 12 meal. How do you break it up? From Yerushalayim to the first Sukkot is one meal. And then from the next 10 Sukkot, nine intervals, you have a meal in between. And from the last Sukkot to the Tzuk is two meal. And that's how you get your 12 meal. He said, no. It was actually nine sukkot, va'asara milin, and therefore you didn't have to worry. Which means it's one uh, one meal, and then uh, the last sukkah takes you straight to the uh, to the um, to the sukk. she. yoter al yede eruv, which means if you have five sukkot, I am skipping. which is easy. Nine sukkot, ten mil, which is fine. The next opinion is to be your say, sukkot, milin ha'yu. Now here's the problem. If you only have five sukkot, and you have ten milim, so therefore each one is uh, more than uh, the t'um. Each one is two mil, which is 4,000 amma. So how did they get from Sukkot to sukkah, to escort? You understand what they're trying to do? They're trying to escort the, the guy who's taking the Sa'id Azazel to the tzouk. But they have to. Although maybe the ish the mishaleh doesn't have to follow the laws, but the, the, the escorts have to follow the law. So if it's only five sukkot to ha, and, and, and it's ten meal, so therefore they're going to have to walk outside its so the tomb. So that she says, "Vayu kulan al Had to make an eruv. Okay, so hadush. That means part of the service was before Shabbat that they had to set eruvim in, in order to allow them to walk. Then as the tells us, that she tells us over here. That what Masara meaning, according to this, with a more than a meal. How could they go more than a meal? The only way they could do more than enough to eat it has to be. Uh, no, to eat. No, that the whole idea it you is know? how we eat. It's just that you have a technical uh, issue of uh, kippur on you. Okay. No, you're allowed to set. It's an interesting point. I, I, I hear your point, but the 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 is as long as it's akhila which means if they had to break his fast, he could eat that food. Let's say it was uh, whatever. It was, that food is is, is there. It's just that he's not eating him because he's fasting. Point is, khulan um, al yad'iruf Now amar le, So once already he introduces the concept they put iruv, so they can they, they can walk. Amar rabbi El Azar b'ni, my son El Azar said, "Im al eruv." Ah, once already introduced, them, they put eruv's, which allows them to walk an extra distance. I've been able to make two sukkot with a distance of ten mil. How could you make ten sukkot with a, 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 in, in a distance of ten mil? So that she says over here the hashbon. Saqli El Azar b'ni, which he was saying like a, in a in a derogatory way. So, once what, already, tell me eruvin. I can do two sukkot with uh, with eruvim. With Let's read it slow because there's a hashbon over here. Im al yede eruv daiyai lano be bet sukkot shayu beneiru shalim melavin otov shne milin u mesukaris, which means. The uh, simple, they make an eruv after a meal, so that's the eruv, the eruv is after a meal, so they will technically the shivita is one meal away, and then from that meal, they're able to walk to the first sukkah, which is, let's say, two meals away. Their, their, their eruv gives them another 2,000 amah. Now you have the first sukkah. Yatzu Bet milin, which means they would be able to come and greet him. Which means th- th- from, from the Sukkari Shona, they would put the Sukkari Shona uh, in, in a way where they could put a eruv towards Jerusalem because they want to. Which means like this: the, the first group puts an eruv at a meal, good, and then they can walk an additional meal. So now you are two meal in. That they have to stop at that point. They didn't get to the first Sukkai yet. They have to stop but they don't want the ish not to be escorted. So therefore, he's got to be picked up. So therefore, you have the first sukkah, two meals from, from there, so guys from that sukkah can put their eruv, a meal, towards Jerusalem, which allows them to walk an additional meal towards Jerusalem, where they could pick up the Kohen. And, the and then they could return back. The and then they can walk him back, now, to the sukkah. And, and therefore, you're four meal in, and you just have so far... One sukkah. Good, continue. Haaret, dalet milin. She'ata yachon lar'chika sukkah mirushalayim. Right? The sukkah from Yerushalayim will be four mil and so far the Kohen is not lacking an escort. V'sukah shenia l'sof arba'a milin sh'lishona. The second sukkah will be same distance. Four amot, sorry, four mil from the first sukkah. And we'll do the same story again. Which means... Well, let some of the people in this sukkah from before Kippur put their eruv at one meal in order that they can escort the kohen two milin, right? Two milin from, the next one. exactly, and therefore what? And the people from that second sukkah will do the same thing. They'll put a, 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 a eruv towards Jerusalem, one meal, which will allow them to pick up the kohen, or the ish iti we should call them, one meal further, so therefore, and then they can walk him back to the sukkah. So by the time you get to the second sukkah, you're eight meal in, and you just have one sukkah. you That's the second sukkah. That's the second second sukkah. Now, some of the guys in the second sukkah, will make the Eruv towards the cliff. And therefore, they can, they're can. Two, they two, they're, they're two meal away from the cliff. So let them make an Eruv one meal towards the cliff, and therefore they can actually escort the, the it to the cliff itself. The Eruv is one meal away, and they have another meal. So therefore, Rebbeel, as I was basically saying, if you're making Eruvin, there's a way that the Ishti will have constant uh, levaya, constant escort, and uh, no problem of uh, being transgressing uh, the laws of uh, Eruvin. How did he get to 12, Rabbi? I'm sorry. I'm no, he saying... owes us 10. 10. He owes us 10. Oh, the total, it's not. It's yes, not, it's about it's looking if it was 12 or 10. Uh-huh. It's about uh-huh. looking uh-huh. if it was 12 or 10. I 10 has to be me that holds it was 12. Right, okay. So. These opinions holding it was 10. T- it was 10. So the first <coughs> rabbi said, oh, it was five with Eruvin. So the Al-Azaz said, oh, what's this five? Once, you, once you're ready, introducing Eruvin, you don't need, you don't need five Sukkot. You can make two Sukkot and you still have no problem of getting the ish Iti from Yerushalayim to the Midbar with an uh, escort. So the Gibarak comes along and says, uh, <laughs> Let's get to this right. There's a right that says, except for the last Sukkot. That they couldn't actually walk him to the tzouk. They stand from far and watch. Now, obviously, that's the opinion that held it was 12 meal, and they weren't making eruvine, which is the opinion of our Mishnah, who is the bimeir. Kiman, kira bimeir. Alko mazon varemai. Nobody ever needed to eat any drink this water or bread. That bread in his basket. You know once you know it's there, then already, your mind is already at ease. When you know there's no food over there, so you become panicked, and you need it more. So therefore, this was just to keep him at uh, at ease. <clears throat> now this is an interesting procedure over here. He would take the red string and he would split it in half. Half he would put on the rock, which is on top of the cliff. Another half he would put on the, uh, the Sa'id's uh, horns. So the question is, why would he do it that way? Well, obviously they want to have a, 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 a way to discern if it worked or not. And how would it work? It would turn white. So that would, that would give him an indication that the Avonot of B'nei were forgiven. So the Gemara has a few other options over here. Why don't you just put the whole white string or red string on the rock? Again, if it's an indicator. So you have the indicator by you. Throw it off the mountain. You just look at the string. If it turns white, then you know you're good. Why do you have to put at all on the sa'id itself? Because the mitzvah to throw the sa'id off the mountain. We're worried that maybe already the white... The, the string will turn white, not prematurely, but maybe the kapala will already be, be done before it's thrown off the mountain. Now he's going to be looking at the, uh, the string, and it turns white. And he's going to be, you know, pacified that it turned white. He's going to forget to th- th- throw it off the mountain. He's going to forget to push it off the mountain. He's, he's going to be looking at the rock the whole time. right? All of a sudden, as he's starting the process, looks at the rock, it turns white. Right? He goes home. So he's going to forget the... But if he sees the, uh, the, the string that's on the, 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 the animal, so he's not going to take his mind off the, uh, the, 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 the animal itself. Look, look, how my, look how you see from these two Gimariot, today's Gimariot and yesterday's Gimariot, how preoccupied they were of getting rid of these avonot. Yesterday we learned that the Babylonians or the Alexandrians, they used to beat up the guy. Hurry up, just go bring it. We don't want to have any avonot. And here, the guy's so excited that it turned white. He's going to forget to actually uh, do it. It, it, it. They were like euphoric when it came to the inyan of the Kaparat uh, Avorot. You're, you're thinking, how could you forget? The whole purpose is you went to the, the, you did this whole thing was so you could throw it off the mountain. But once already you see that it turned white, it already mission accomplished. Look at that she says, um, that she says, uh, <speaking in Hebrew> to, 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 to throw it off the mountain. L'achorav, backwards. She's the head facing uh, the... Um, <coughs> actually, no. L'achorav is backwards. N'achorav is backwards. D'var ha-metgazer v'yorej. Right? Metgazer v'yorej, means it breaks up. G'eriz g'zera. As you throw it down the mountain, it breaks up. N'achorav gezera. I amart, if you're going to say, nektere kula beserah, put the whole thing on the rock. Zemnin dekadim umalbim. Beware that what? It might become White. Before he actually threw the sa'ir off the mountain. And he's going to be pacified and satisfied. From the simcha of the whitening of the sins. He's going to take the throwing the sa'ir lightly because he's saying we're done already. We got, we got, we got, we got the kapara. So now his eyes are looking at the... String that's on the animal. <laughs> which, is once a, which is what happens. He puts it on the, on, the, on the rock. And now he's not done. Now he's got to tie it on the animal. So since he's already or in the animal, he's not going to forget. Understand the issue over here. If he would just put it on the rock, and he's not, he's, his mind is off the animal totally, he might just forget to throw it off the mountain. But if you tell him no, after you put it on the rock, you got to, tie it to the animal's head. So when he's involved in tying it to the animal's head, it's mind is on the animal, obviously. So even if it turns white prematurely, he's not going to not throw it off the mountain because already he's doing something to the animal itself. Furthermore, it's not going to turn white anymore when you split it in half until you do the entire melecha. So therefore... The Gemara says it was not an option just to put the whole string on the uh, on the rock. So the Gemara comes along and says, "Fine, but there's another option." The Gemara says, yeah, So why do you put the whole thing on 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 the, on, on 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 the on on the side? Why do you have to put half of it on the rock? Mechalal. Which means, let him look at he'll look at. Obviously, I mean, he's looking over the over the uh, over the cliff, and when it rolls down, he'll be able to see the, the whitening of it, and you have no problem. Rebbe yeah, Nachman, not always. We're worried about the gamish factor. What's the gamish factor? that she says, maybe his head is going to be bent underneath, which is maybe the way the sain falls off the cliff. He's not going to have a viewpoint to see exactly if it turned white or not. So therefore, just in case that happens, so half of it is on the rock, which will be his indicator. It used to be, they used to actually put the uh, string or half of it on the petach ulame on the outside, where everybody had full view of the string. So they were waiting for it to turn white. People na'azara. Huh? No, 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 they would rip, they would, they would rip it the and they would put the, they would hang it, they were hanging on the wall. They put a piece, put a piece of it on the wall outside where it was a full view of the people in It'll be if it turned white, hayu simehin. Lo hilbin, But if it didn't turn white, they became depressed, they became sad. Ummid bayshin. And they got embarrassed. And the hachameen were concerned so let them get upset a little. No, but Yom Kippur is a Yom Tov. You're not to be sad on Yom Tov and therefore it was already affecting their uh, their Semhat Yom Tov and therefore so therefore it comes out again big mistake Kippur is a happy day Ch'aba'av is a sad day Yom Kippur is a happy day but they didn't want the people to become uh, depressed so what happened so they put it on Peta where really you don't have too much view if you're a regular you know Yisrael but they were peeking in you no, know, they could still. If you want to be a, you know, rubberneck, so they stuck their head in there and they were able to to see it. Il ayu a yusimim lo il bin a yusimim same thing. If it turned white, they were happy. If it didn't turn white, they were sad. You know what? Don't even leave it over here. Put it by the mountain. Hetsior betzela and Hetsior ben Karna. Amar Nachum Bar Papa Meshum Rabbi Azar Hakefar Berishona a yusimim atshun zeurid al peta olam bebenim. He says, "No, no. Originally, it was always the uh, the string. The when the would turn white. and everybody would know at that point that the was if your sins will be like red, they will turn white like. snow. Normally we have a rule that says what? Normally we have a rule that says what? After you finish with the Mizvah, it's mutar bahana'ah. So the question is over here, this sa'ir that they threw off the mountain, what happens eventually? Evarim, Evarim. So the question is, is it mutar bahana'ah or not? So the Hebrew says, Rabu Shmuel, actually Makhlug Rabu Shmuel, Hadamar mutarim, vehadamar asurim. The opinion that says actually that the Evarim are going to be muta, midbar, It says that you throw in the midbar. I'll give you the darash. It looks midbar, belongs to everybody. So to these Evarim I like the midbar. Meaning they become ownerless and they become permissible to use. Now she says in the second line, she why? Because ifker like a midbar. Gezerah. like a regular law. Like a, a, a strict law, which sounds like what? That even after you throw it, it's, it is Gezerah. It becomes gazur vehamur, and therefore you cannot uh, benefit from it. So each rabbi is learning from his word. One rabbi learns from Midbar, and one rabbi learns from Gezer. I have the opinion that says Asurim. Hi Midbar. What does it do with the word Midbar? Midbar sounds like what? Like if you can Actually says the word or conjugation of the word Bamidbar three times in the story of Sa'il Azazel. Why? To come along and say that they didn't only throw the Sa'il off the mountain when they were in the Beit HaMikdash, but even when they were in their temporary locations, Nob, Giv'on, Shiloh... The Midbar, the which is coming to tell me that they had the mitzvah of shiluah hasaid and all those situations as well. the other rabbi that says what? Midbar comes and teaches me that it's sefken, it what's mutar, hai gizera, my What What is it with the word gizera? We said that the word gizera sounds like what? Kazur that the bones become strict. What is it with the word gizera? What is the word? What does this Gezera mean? Which means a steep cliff that has, it's uh, jutted, which means jagged, has uh, uh, pointy uh, uh, stones coming out of it, Gezera. So it's a pointy, uh, jagged uh, cliff. That's what it means, Gezera the Which means you have to throw it down in a way where the say will tear up. It'll be gazur. It'll break up from the sharpness of the of the of the As it goes down, it becomes uh, torn up. This is amazing. Perfect for this week's parashah. Let's let's get here. You might come along and say, What is this over here? Y- y- can this work? Is this in Yar of Kaparat You throw a, a, an animal off a mountain, The guy might come along and say, This whole thing is a tohu. It doesn't make any sense. Which means, God says, It's a Gezerah. You have no right to question it, it's a hook. Don't try to figure it out. Any it is Gezerah. It's coming to tell you the, the type of hook that this mitzvah is. Where even if it doesn't make sense, and <laughs> the charei shoot, that are <laughs> Mutarim. Now the Gemara says Mistaber, According to opinion that says what? That the bones after the mitzvah is done, the, bo- the bones the should be what permissible? Why? Lo Amra Torah Shalach Right. The Torah is not going to tell you to do a mitzvah that can lead to a takalah, to lead to a stumbling block, which means they have a guy walking in the desert. Does he know that these bones are from the Sa'il Azazel? How does he know? So what's going to end up happening? He's going to take them. He's going to go use them. So, uh, you're there. You, you, you. It's not Mr. Baird that this mitzvah should lead to a takalah. There's, no, there's no way he's supposed to know when he's in the midbar if that was a Sa'il Azazel. He just sees a bone. So how did you know that bone came from the Azazel? So if you're going to say it's a suud, you're actually putting this guy... A stumbling block. So there was Mr. Bet to say that if the Torah tells you to do the Mitzvah, it will be Mu She says, Azazel. This name over here of the mountain or the place is called Azazel. What is this name Azazel from? Shee Az Vekashir. Which means, as as is strong, vekashet is hard. Which is a reference to the mountain. Meaning it's a, it's a hard, strong, uh, you know, uh, mountain, which is going to cause the animal, obviously, to, to break up. Yachol b'yishuv. Ah, do you think that you could do it in c- 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 cultivated places? Or maybe it has to be Dafka in remote areas. ba midbar. Gotta be in the midbar. You cannot do it in. I mean, let's say you find a, a cliff, you know, in a in in, in 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 a settled area. No? Torah wants to be in the Midbar. How do you know it has to be a cliff? Tamudama like we learned, gizira tona What There has to be Hatuka, has to be a, you know a mountain that's like uh that has these rocks coming out of it that in order to sharp and and and, and jagged. it. Tanya azazel Actually, Azazel was the most uh, fierce or the hard of the uh, mountains. <speaking> V'et <imperative> So, <speaking kontrollża> is referring to Hashuvim. <speaking Greek> so, Azazel has the el in there. So, it's referring to a very, very prominent Hashuv. You know, a fierce mountain. Tanad <speaking> be'er <Hebrew> al On the sin of adultery, which was committed by those two angels during the time of Naamah. It says, uh, these angels came down and uh, they wanted to see what's going on on earth. But said, what do you think? You think if you go down to earth, you're not going to make sins? You're not very big. Anyway, they went down and it says, They, saw they committed adultery. So therefore, Azazel, it's mechaper on the sins of these two angels, Azazel, the Azazel that committed this Avona. She says, "Malache habala sheyrdu la'arz b'min na'ama." Who was Na'ama? Achotu valkain. While ne'emar v'yiru b'nei et benot Kilomar ala arayot That Azazel is mechaper on the sins of immorality. Tan Rabbanam. Meshpatay taasu. Which means, fulfill my mishpatim. male dinu Which means, there's certain laws that are called mishpatim. What are the mishpatim? Those are laws that even if God didn't write them in the Torah, you should be fulfilled them anyway. Which is the, the laws that make sense. And what are those laws that make sense? avodat Well, obviously, these are laws that are logical. Hashem is the God. You're going to go worship Abu zara? Or for that matter, gilu y'arayot. Committing acts of immorality, it's just wrong. And Shaquddamim is murder. Not only that, gizil, theft, Hashem, hatushim, cursing or blasphemy. Then you have the other types of uh, laws. Those are the Hokim. This week's parasha Zotrokat, Haturah, Devarim Shah Satan, Meshib Alehem. The Satan comes along and says, What are you doing? What kind of religion is this? It doesn't make any sense, these laws. So the Satan tries to get you away from these laws. hazir, Right, there's no reason why we know why Hashem doesn't want to see the Hazir, but the Vishaat Shatn the Halitzat Yibama, the Bzav Halitzah. Why, if a person does not want to make Yibum, do we send to make this process procedure called Halitzah? The the Mesora, Besahir, Hamesh and we create Parah Adumah to the to the mess. The Maase Maybe you going to come along and say Maase Tohim. Doesn't make sense that's why the Pasuk says, Ani Ani I am the God that legislated these lords. You have no right to be mad in these mitzvot. Okay, We said in the Torah that, what, that the guy who sends out the to Azazel, his bigadim, become Temiim. So now the question is when? The Mishalaya, the one that uh, uh, sends it out, the Ena et Mishaleah Begadim. However, those that escort him from Jerusalem, those are the ones that are sending him off. They do not have a deen of Tumat Begadim. Only the Mishalaya, not the Shaleah at the mishalayah. Azara. Maybe you will come and tell me that he becomes Tameh Begadim the second he leaves the Azara meaning he has to already be sent. He's not considered sent yet, but he's still just very close, leaving the Azara. So that's not the the point yet. Well, if you say, Mishaleah must be then until he actually reaches his mission, which is the Tsuk, which is the cliff. Mishaleah means he's in the process. So the question is when? You don't have to reach the tzuk yet, but you're still not <laughs> close. You have to be on the mission. In the process of being Meshaleah, which means once you leave the become... It says in the Pasuk a juxtaposition between two words. What's the juxtaposition between the two words, Azazel and V'chibes? To come and teach us, <laughs> that until you get to Azazel, Azazel bechibes, you have to reach the soup. The Bishvonoomer v'mshalaya ha'tasrael Azazel bechibes begadav. He actually has to do it. Zorko be He throws it Now, b-bat-rosh, uh, b-bat-rosh means headlong. Headlong. Okay, that's the way he throws it. <laughs> so then we have a three-way machloke. <clears throat> What's the three-way machloke? Does it mean when he leaves the choma? Mm-hmm. Does it mean when he gets to the tsuk, Or Does it mean actually after he throws it off? Matnitin. That's right. Not the melavim. Not the melavim. if the first answer, then matnitin. Balu etzel parvis. Now let's continue. Now we're continuing the service. So now he finished. As not over here. First The fast is not over. We're still working. So now what happens, Balo, it's the parve Sa'id. Now the parve Sa'id already, he sprinkled their bloods. He sprinkled them in the Kodesh Kodashim. He sprinkled them in the Kodesh. He sprinkled them on the Mizbaya Hazab. Now what do you do with the rest of this Korban? It's Korban Khatat. However, normally Korban Khatat, part of it goes on the Mizbaya, part of it's eaten by the Qanim. Over here it's Kippur. Kohanim are not eating from this Korban Khatat. so it's a Parim, Mizbayim, and Nislafim. They take the part that normally the Kwanim would eat, and they have to take it outside to a place, and they have to burn it. So it's called uh, Right? So over here Rashi says, So he has to rip him open. Because all he, all he did is just slaughter them and, 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 and catch the blood. Now he's got to rip them open and take out the imurim. And what does he do? Quran, what's he to him? Natan b'megis. magis? It's a bowl, exactly. And what does he do? Viktiran Mizbayah. And he puts them on the Mizbayah. The Yemurah, we're going to say, hold it, you're batting out of order. There's other things that have to be done before you actually put this meat of the sa'ir and the par on the mizbeah. The second Azazel sent, the next move is the Immurin of Paradamizbe'ah. We'll see that that is not actually accurate. Now, what does he do? They, they take two sticks, four Qwanim, two guys in the front, two guys in the back, and they braid the two animals over the two sticks. That's how they carry it outside to the Makoma, they're going to burn it. Beautiful. Then take it out to the bed. Has said a, same thing. The ones that take it out also have a tomat begadim. So once is mishiyatzu chot sumata azara. The second they take it outside the azara, mishiyatzit haud ruban. Oh, much later on, that once the fire takes the majority of the, uh so Gemara comes along and questions viktiran salt kadatach. How could you come and tell me viktiran? There's so many other things that have to be done before Hektiran. We'll see in the Rashi what they are. So I'm going to read the Rashi over here. Uh, look at the first wide line. Viktiran mm-hmm. salkadatach. last words on the Vikhi, V'echi, akshav, um, akhtiran. V'halo, odenu labush begde zahab. He's still wearing the Big zahab. V'adain alav l'krot parasha ve begadim halal. He has to read the parasha. He didn't read the second Hora The haremot. Well, ball. Then he's got to go to the began. We yilbash bash Big le Zahab ve el ha'am. He's got to bring the ayl, and then what? We yidboshin el yotziv kafu machta. Then he's got to go into the kolish kolashim because he got the kafu machta. Don't forget that he didn't get the kaf yet. We yidboshin el sheet le musafim, and he's got to the, the, the began, and then he brings in musafim ve mori hatat talalu. Then he brings to michl ben so, therefore, how did you tell me in the Mishnah? Bingo, the second they send the guy to Azazel, right away he goes to do the emulim uh, of the hatat. What happened to the reading of the Torah? Taking the mahta out of the Kodesh, Kodashim. You're missing all the steps. So the Geminah answers, you're right. Don't read it vehik tiran. They put it in a magis to hold it there in order to eventually, in its right spot, to put it on the לזבית א רוקן אמן ואמן